Not everyone can be a Navy SEAL. The Navy SEAL requirements are stringent. I'm sorry, ladies, men only. Men, you've got to be between the ages of 18 and 28 and a U.S. citizen in active duty. Wear glasses? Sorry, your vision has to be excellent. And your aptitude? You've got to have some stuff upstairs. Physically, they're going to screen you and make sure you are a cut above. But the thing that separates the men from the real men is hell week. Five straight days of no sleep while being put through rigorous mental and physical torture. Not everyone can be a seal. And in the same way, not every religious book that wanted to get into the Bible got into the Bible. As we'll learn in a few future Word Pictures episodes, the Bible is much like a jigsaw puzzle. The individual books interlock together to form an overall story. There are 66 pieces in the Protestant Bible. What you might not know is there were many ancient books that were wannabes that tried to make the cut but didn't. This can really bother some people, and it should bother you unless you get a good answer to this important question. Are all the books in the Bible the right books and only the right books? I think they got it right. There are 39 books in the Old Testament and 27 in the New. Nailing down the criteria for who made the cut in the Old Testament was a bit easier. First of all, the Jews had already nailed down the 39 books by the time Jesus arrived. They lumped them into three categories. The law, the writings, which occasionally they called the Psalms, the biggest of the writings, and the prophets. So it was pretty much already nailed down at the time the New Testament was written and was just made official by a council in approximately 90 AD. The New Testament writers quote nearly every one of the 39 Old Testament books in their books of the New Testament. You'll normally find these Old Testament quotes in your Bible in caps. These New Testament writers viewed the Old Testament books as scripture. But this is a real biggie for me. If you believe that Jesus was who he claimed to be, the Son of God, Jesus himself cited the three Jewish categories of the law, the writings or Psalms, and the prophets in Luke 24:44. Jesus said this, The law, the writings, and the prophets, they all speak of me. Nailing down the 27 New Testament books was a little trickier. Jesus was gone by then, so of course he couldn't nail them down. So what were the New Testament books that should be included in Scripture? The New Testament writers occasionally speak of each other's books or letters as Scripture, but that's kind of circular reasoning. About 300 years after Jesus left, it was really important to know which books made the cut to nail down those books that were God-breathed by men carried along by the Holy Spirit. So councils came together to decide the question, who makes the cut as God's word in the New Testament? I'm going to summarize the criteria they used with six words, all beginning with the letter A. The first is this, authoritative, authoritative. It means, did God claim to author that book? Does it say, thus saith the Lord, or the word of the Lord came to me? Obviously, if God doesn't claim to have written the book, it shouldn't go in the book. The second A term is apostle. In the New Testament, those were the ones closest to Jesus. And that's what this criteria means. Was this book written by someone who was close to Jesus, or at least someone who was close to someone who was close to Jesus? The third word is accepted. 
When those council people came together, got on their knees and said, Lord God, we need to know what is your word and what isn't. Which ones should make the cut? One would think that God would guide those well-intended prayer-saturated people to go thumbs up or thumbs down on the right books. The fourth criteria was authentic. Does this have a genuine ring to it? Does it sound like how God would be or act? And if it didn't have that genuine ring, it didn't make the cut. Number five is, is it accurate? Is it consistent with itself and not contradictory? A lot of you listening might be saying, oh, I've heard there's lots of contradictions in the Bible. We're going to save that one for our next word picture. It makes sense that if something is written by God, it would not be self-contradicting. None of my students would ever write a report on, say, Lincoln's assassination and give two different dates. I would circle those two dates and say, please get your facts straight. And the last A word is this. Is it active or alive? Does it have the power to change lives? This is different than does it inspire me? Shakespeare can inspire you or move you, but scripture, on the other hand, says it will cut deep into your heart and drive you to change. Those six criteria were the New Testament criteria determining which books made the cut. So why does the Catholic Bible have additional books left out of the Protestant Bibles? Some of those Catholic books, the Apocrypha, like 1st and 2nd Maccabees, are excellent history just prior to the time of Jesus. But the councils that met said that they did not meet all the tests for what is God-breathed scripture. My final question is this. Could we add a 67th book? Why not an upgrade to scripture? You know, Bible 2.0 for today. For that, we need to look at the last book of the Bible. In fact, the last chapter of the last book of the Bible. God picks up the human writer, John, and carries him along to write this. Don't put anything more into this book, and don't take anything out of this book. If you do, you're in trouble. Leave it alone. It's complete. These 66 pieces are my complete word to you. So let's get back to the contradiction question. Does the Bible contradict itself? And a kiss and cousin issue, is the Bible unscientific? I'd like to answer both those questions in our next word picture.